Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Fibber McGee and Molly Show. Every weekday at this time, NBC brings you Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Len Levinson and directed by Max Hutto. Fibber and Molly will be with you in a minute. Remember Pearl Harbor? It couldn't happen, but it did. So wouldn't it be ridiculous to say it couldn't happen to the United States? The A-bomb, the H-bomb, and the long-range bomber have finally made intercontinental war possible. Enemy aircraft, even if based on the other side of the world, could reach our cities within a matter of hours. Russia's Air Force includes more than 1,000 TU-4s, long-range bombers adapted from our B-29 and B-50 designs, and more than 400 of these could be concentrated in an initial strike. Our Air Defense Command uses an extensive network of radar, but planes could penetrate our borders by flying between the radar cones at altitudes below 5,000 feet. The importance of a large, smoothly working civilian ground observer corps should be evident to everyone, particularly for the East Coast, West Coast, and Northern state areas. All Americans in these Skywatch areas, men and women from teenage up, are urged to enroll for GOC service. Write or telephone your nearest civil defense center. Yesterday, a big dog fell in love with Mr. McGee. And although he was returned to his owner, he sneaked back to 79 Whistle Vista last night. So, he's still around today. And when you have 150 pounds of hungry dog, you're bound to have the... Grocery boy! Hey there, kids! Groceries! Where are you? Hmm. Sounds exactly like there's nobody home. Well, I'll just set the stuff on the table and scram. <sighs> kind of dull visit without the kids here. But rascal, so how... Hey, hey, what's this? Hey, 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 decided to go into politics, it'd ruin him. You can get elected to office if you cheat winners or beat kids, but if you as much as say, fight a fight you're finished. <laughs> Done. Sunk. Well, himself hasn't any political ambition. Happened to Papa one time, daughter. Running for governor. Had a pretty good chance, too. Oh, your father? Yep. Went to a political picnic one day, dropped a Frankfurter sandwich, and stumbled over it. Papers the next day had a big headline. 
candidate Boots Dog. That was all. <laughs> they run Papa clean to cross the county line. Hell, I better run, too. So long, Doris. So long, Johnny. Bye. I sure hope that guy Corner comes after this darn dog pretty quick. So do I. Where is he now? Who, Corner? He said on the phone he'd be here an hour ago. No, no, I mean the dog. Oh, he's wandering around outside, and I'm getting sick and tired looking after him. I wish he'd lose himself and... Corner. You coming, Molly? Indeed I am. I hope he ties that two-ton terrier up tight when he gets him home, because... Hello, Mr. Corner. Well, hello, folks. Where's that dog of mine? I'm glad you came, Corner. He's around here someplace. Hey, Flash! Hey, Flash, where are you? Flash! Come on, Flash, boy. Hmm. He was here a minute ago, around and back. Here, Flash. Here, boy. Hmm. You say the dog's been here all night? Yes, and he was here five minutes ago. I can't understand it. If you ask me, he smelt you coming and he's hiding. That's it, Molly. That dog's plenty smart. And why would he hide if he smelled me? Well, it stands to reason he wouldn't be running back here all the time if he didn't prefer me to you. Now, just a second. I resent that. Of course you do, but it's the truth. I resent that, too. You're full of resentment, ain't you, bud? And I don't blame you. If I owned a big, valuable animal which preferred the companionship of a strong, silent man... You strong? Ha! Silent? Double ha! Look, McGee, I got my suspicions that you lured Flash away. Shh. Hey, what was that? What was what? When I said Flash there. Did you hear him? Flash! <laughs> that's him, that's him, all right. Flash, Flash, where are you, boy? Hey, I'll bet I know where he is. Yeah, he's under there, all right. Under the house? Sure, I can see his eyes shining in the dark. Well, get him out of there. Get him out of there yourself. He's your dog. I can't crawl under there. Besides, I got business to tend to at my store. I might get stuck under there. That would be okay. We got stuck on that robot coffee pot we got at your store. That alleged reward. Yeah, what do you want us to do? Jack up the house so you can get your dog out? This is your problem, Buster. All right. Okay. We'll see about this. You probably put him under there so I couldn't get him, but I'll take care of you two. You'll see. You haven't heard the last of this, McGee. Flash! Come on, there, Flash! Flash! <laughs> <laughs> There's more fun with the McGee shortly. A lot of little boys and girls, more than 200,000 of them, are asking what the score is. They aren't asking for the score of a baseball or a basketball game either. They're asking what the possibility is of their being able to walk again. These kids have cerebral palsy. Through United Cerebral Palsy, medical specialists, physical therapists, occupational therapists, speech therapists, teachers, nurses, and psychologists have all joined to help cerebral palsy children walk, talk, and play. This program needs your dollars, pennies, nickels, and dimes to continue. Without you, this program would never have started. It won't cost you much to support this worthy cause, and you'll have the rich satisfaction of knowing you helped an unfortunate child. Send what you can, and as much as you can, to your local United Cerebral Palsy affiliate. Tell the Cerebral Palsy children of America that the real score is that we're solidly behind them. Don't wait. Send your contribution today to your local Cerebral Palsy affiliate, or in care of your local postmaster. (laughs) (laughs) And there he was, Doc. Every time he called, here, Flash, the dog crawled farther under the house. (laughs) Where's the dog now? He came out as soon as Mr. Corner left. (laughs) There he is. Shall I let him in? Absolutely not. He's wrecked my kitchen twice already today. Hey, Molly, what's that big chromium contraption by the sink there? Oh, that. 
That's part of the dog business, too, Doctor. Uh, That's a robot coffee pot that does everything in the world except make decent coffee. Well, what's it got to do with that Baskerville hound outside? This was our reward for bringing him back the first time. Yeah. Or rather, more than our reward. You see, Mr. Corner offered us $25. In trade. So we picked this fine-looking, swell-sounding, no-good gadget. What's wrong with it? Well, I'll show you, Doc. Wait till I hook up the cord from the toaster. Mm-hmm. First thing wrong was they didn't give us any cords with the dad rat a thing. There. Now just press this button. What's it doing? Roasting the green coffee beans. Oh, this is quite a gimmick, if it was any good. Now I turn it to the kind of grind I want. Now the rest is automatical. Holy smoke, this is... That's the hot water measuring itself into the pot. Gee. See? Starts perking in no time. Why, Joe, this is quite a deal. You'll see. Here, hold this cup under the spigot. Thanks, I can hardly wait. Don't expect too much, Doc. The demonstration pot in the store gave off swell coffee, but this one tasted like... <laughs> oh, that's terrible. It looked like it was going to be so delicious. It tastes just like old tires. Well, I never tasted an old tire myself, but you doctors... <laughs> hey, are... I'd like to look inside that pot. May I? Sure. Help me set it on the table, McGee. Okay. Looks like it ought to work okay. Yeah. I don't know what... What's this? Here at the bottom. The coffee grounds. Now, this thing underneath. Here, let me take it out. Drop it in the sink, Doctor. What on earth is it? I think I know. Yes? (laughs) Oh, McGee. It's the electric cord that comes with the coffee pot. What? Coiled up inside. (laughs) You've been cooking it. Oh, <laughs> no wonder the coffee tasted like rubber. Oh, dear. Now what'll we do? Make Corner give us a new one, naturally. Whew. Percolating that electric cord's just about ruined the inside of that pot, you know. <laughs> oh, let the poor animal in. Okay, he's probably hungry again. He eats every hour on the hour. Okay, 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 you big baby. He just worships McGee. Probably thinks he's a relative. You know, dogs have a talent that uh, of them. Yeah, what you mean? The one with the guilty look on his face is McGee, and the one licking his face is my dog, Flag. <laughs> hey, hey, what's the idea? I brought this officer here to arrest you, McGee. No, you didn't. You just made a complaint. Well, I want to make a complaint, too. This coffee pot he sold us. Sold you? I practically gave it to you. No, 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 just a minute. What's my husband done? One moment. I'm a physician. Huh? Flag in the name of the law. I want my dog. Well, take him and good riddance. All right. Here, Flash. Good boy, Flash. Come on. Come here to Papa Flash. <laughs> What's the matter? What the bad man do to? Come on to Papa, old boy. Come on to... Come here, you. You, you, you're more trouble. You... Look out, Flash. Oh, hey. The table. Oh, my goodness. That coffee machine is ruined. Well, I don't care. I got my property, and that's what I came for. Come on, Flash, we're going. (laughs) Take him, take him. I'm glad to be rid of you. You're not rid of me yet, McGee. Officer, do your duty. All right, Mr. McGee, the gentleman has sworn out this complaint against you. What? What for? You're to appear in a municipal court next Monday morning and answer Mr. Corner's accusation that you have alienated the affections of his dog, Flash. Oh, go ahead and cry, you big muck. You're not half as miserable as I am. (laughs) 
say goodnight to Fibber and Molly in a moment. Hi, I'm Donna Shore, and I'm here to tell you a little about our twice-weekly radio program on most of these NBC stations. We're on every Tuesday and Friday evening, you know, and we do our best to crowd each of our 15-minute programs with real entertainment. Believe me, it's lots of fun trading words and music with our talented music master, Frank Duvall. And we're also proud and glad to have the very popular and mellow-voiced Art Baker as a permanent member of our radio family. Every once in a while, a surprise guest drops in to see us. It may be one of your top vocal or Hollywood favorites. It may be a new voice discovery on the way to stardom. And, of course, I'll always try to sing the songs that I think you'll want to hear. Old songs, new songs, bright songs, blue songs. Hey, what do you know? I'm a poet. <laughs> but all poetry aside, why not make it a regular date to listen to our Dinah Shore show every Tuesday and Friday evening on the NBC Radio Network. We'd love to have you with us. <laughs> of a dog, if that isn't the silliest lawsuit. It's not the silly lawsuit that's got me upset. It's having to meet that dad-ratted affectionate dog in court. <laughs> he certainly loves you. Yeah. <laughs> we got any cold cream? My face is all chapped. It's upstairs. Good night. Good night, all. NBC has brought you another thrilling episode in the lives of Fibber McGee and Molly Transcribed. With Bill Thompson as the old-timer, Arthur Q. Bryan as Dr. Gamble, Herb Bygren as Mr. Corner, Dick Ryan as Sergeant O'Hara, and Pinto Kovic as Flash. This is John Wald urging you to listen in again tomorrow night as Mr. McGee prepares for his trial. You can gain valuable information in case you are ever accused of alienating the affections of some dog. Joseph C. Harsh and his commentary on the news tonight on the NBC Radio Network.